Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air, live on Facebook this wonderful Saturday morning. Good morning, Trout Professor. Good morning, Tony Sanders. How are you this wonderful morning? I'm good, but I'm going to change your name. Okay. You're no longer the Trout Professor. Thus saith Tony. Thus. It is It is it, said. It, it is written. It is done. It is done. Um, you have become the small stream professor. Yes, I have. And yep. there are not trout in those small streams. You have become the crappie guy, the brim dude. Um, <laughs> the brim bum. The brim bum. Yeah. It's just, it's like, wow. Well, I put up a few uh, pictures to uh, Tony Sanders Outdoors Facebook page if you want to check them out. put up a video. Uh, a friend of mine and I, uh, Chris, were out, and we were fishing, and I, I noticed he caught a fish. He walked into an area. Made a cast, caught a fish. Second cast, caught a fish. Third cast, caught a fish. And I thought, hey, I'm going to get this on video. Fourth cast, he casts out there, hooks up. And that's the one you see on video. He made five consecutive casts and caught five consecutive fish. Interesting. We got into some nice brim and uh, ended up catching a a mixed bag, caught a little red eyes, uh, bluegill, red breasts. One little crappie that was probably the smallest crappie I've ever seen, maybe about five inches long. But he he decided to eat one of the flies I was throwing. So, so you were using a three weight in this was, in this pursuit. I was using a three weight, uh, seven and a half foot leader, six x tippet, and the fly of the day was a brim killer. See, I tell things on the radio. I'm like, I'm I'm like, like now I'm not going to tell you exactly where I was. I was in Hamilton County. I will tell you that. Oh come on, you can't start doing that. Okay, I was in. I don't know if I was in, yeah, I was in, no, I'm trying to think if I was in Chattanooga City Limits. I was in City Limits, I think. All right. So, yeah, there's a lot of great opportunities. I mean, I, I, I've i been keeping that rod in the back of my uh, river sled and uh, just been, you know, kind of. River sled. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a new, where, since, since I'm no longer the trout professor, the trout wagon's got to go. I'm thinking, uh smallmouth uh machine i don't know we'll come up with something for my car but uh <laughs> i keep a rod in the back keep that right. little three weight in there and a box of flies and um you know put on a pair of old shoes or wading boots uh speaking of which i think you saw the uh blowout i had on my old pair of wading boots uh both soles came off in one trip uh apparently i was rather hard on them that day but um yeah, that seemed kind of weird to me. They were old. Uh, I've got. They were my old pair, and I, I tried to use those as primarily for warm water trips because I've been using my other pair, which are the corkers with the with the soles. I've marked on the soles which water I've used them in because I don't like 
we talked earlier uh, about my trip to East Tennessee. Whirling disease is in the Watauga, and I bleached the heck out of those uh, soles, but I want to know which soles have been in trout water and which soles have, you know, not. And I'm just trying to keep track of I've got three sets of soles for the uh, corkers I've got. I've got a felt pair, a felt studded pair, and that rubber rubber bottom, which you really don't have to worry about, the rubber bottom. But uh, these were just an old pair of boots that I had and wanted to use for warm water, and they were comfortable. So, so these were corkers, you were, or these were not corkers? No, these were not corkers. These were chotas, actually. Okay. And they were probably 15 years old, 10, 15 years old. Yeah. I was I was kind of surprised to see the the bottoms falling off like they did. Yeah, I'm thinking it. They, I'm thinking it just you know was their time. I was in some. I was in a little bit of sticky sand, not like I was up in East Tennessee, but a little bit. Of, it was mo- mainly hard pack sand, but there were a few places that were, you know, would grab your foot and hold on to it. And I think that combination and 15 years of use and maybe even some dry rot would have, you know, they just both blew on the same trip. But uh, it was kind of. Have you ever had that happen before? I've had a blowout uh, before on a sole, and I fixed it, believe it or not, with duct tape until I could get back to where I was. But um, not a. Du- I've never had a double blowout. But uh, blew the. Well, what is it they say? If you can't change it, duck it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can't change it, duck it. So uh, I don't think Balin Twine, uh, Super Glue, and duct tape would have fixed these boots i mean they were they were gone if you look at the one picture my entire foot is coming out the bottom of the other one and uh i ended up uh, working my way back to the vehicle and i was uh, basically barefooted and it took me a while because i'm walking along and i can feel every rock under my foot and i'm walking down this uh kind of gravelly road at like half the speed of smell because i'm like stepping on every rock going ow 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 with every step so you're not you're saying you're not toughened up to walk barefooted through No, rocks. I am not. I am a tenderfoot. I will be I will be 100% honest about that one. I am a tenderfoot, but uh uh wore my corkers last night, no problems. Um well, except for the mosquitoes. But where where we're fishing we I had off I we'd put, you know, off on us to keep the mosquitoes off of us. It's still liquid on my arm. There's like droplets of it, and mosquitoes are biting through the liquid to get to my arm. And I'm like, what in the heck? These were just like these massively aggressive mosquitoes. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm I'm for the state of Tennessee changing the state bird to the mosquito at this point because from the mockingbird. Yeah, because there was one that was I swear was it had to be this mosquito probably could have carried off a small child. I mean, it was huge. Well, maybe not that big, an infant maybe, but I am a fisherman, so you got to take that into account. So, what did you catch in your process? In your in your mosquito infested fly or fishing? Yeah, fishing tour last night. Uh, ended up getting bluegill. Yep. Red eye bass. All right. Red breasts. Uh, crappie, and. I had a shot at a carp, but he decided not to play ball. Uh, he, we saw one swirl, and he just wouldn't eat my fly. So, are you enjoying the the small stream fishing? Yes, that's small stream fishing to me is that's my thing. Um, you know, you 
if somebody asks you, and I, having been around you so long, somebody asks you if you could only do one type of hunting, I got a really good bet it's going to be some sort of upland bird because that's true. That's your favorite thing to do. Small creek stream fishing is my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah, there's there's drawbacks with um, obviously mosquitoes, and we've seen a few snakes over there, and I came across one the other day, but he slithered away. He went his way, I went my way, so you know it's all good. But uh, I'd rather be on a small little creek stream catching bluegill. What kind of snake was it? I don't know. I didn't stay around long enough to find out. I saw something slithering, and I just I kind of jumped and went the other way. The um, there's there's been a lot of people posting on Facebook about killing snakes. Yes, I almost got in trouble the other day. Okay, on that one, a friend of mine, uh, actually a colleague of mine, her son killed a rattlesnake, good sized one too. Where? There's the key. I thought, man, and he's proudly displaying it. You know, this is the first one he's killed, and you know, blah blah blah. And I thought. Oh, they put that on Facebook. That's a TWA violation. They live in a different state where it is legal to kill rattlesnakes. So I was like, I was about to post something, but I thought before I post this, maybe I should make sure it's the law where they are. And I looked up the law where they were, and no, it's perfectly acceptable to kill them there. Not here, but there. So. Well, I, I see people posting about killing snakes all the time here. Yeah. I don't, and, I, I don't know why. It's anyway. It's it's amazing, and there was this one, and it was on TN Deer Hunter, which is uh, a, a great Facebook page. I mean, a lot of people, and so I'm sitting there, and I finally just kind of post the regs. There's a, I found a I found a little one page summary that you know says we don't kill snakes in Tennessee, and posted it up there. It's like dudes, you know, uh, but it just people don't care. Speaking of snakes, I just noticed your hat. It's got the Gadsden flag on it. Yes. With a rattlesnake. Yes. I like that. Don't mess with me. Tread on me not. Tread on me not. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm, I am I wore this in honor of you because I know this is like your favorite deal. Yeah, I, li- I like the Gadsden It's your flag. college fraternity's mascot, right? Yes. Uh, the rattlesnake was my fraternity's mascot in college. That's interesting, fellas. Well, we, we actually, at, at one house, we actually kept a snake at the house. But a real-life snake? Real-life snake. Fed it little critters? Fed it little critters and everything. Was it a rattlesnake? It was. Did it have rattles? Yes, it did. Did it have fangs? Yes, it did. Was that legal? I'm not sure of the legality on that one. I, it was a different state, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. I'll be, you know, there's I, college years, you know, you do stupid stuff. And Well, there's something about live rattlesnake in a fraternity house just does not seem like it hey, would end well. What could go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> hey, look at this. Uh, hey, y'all, hold my bear. Watch this. <laughs> that. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, that could go wrong. Yeah. Of course, uh, my favorite was I did a lot of I did a lot of creek fishing in college, like I'm, I'm doing right now. I did a lot of creek fishing with one of my fraternity brothers, and um, we would leave parties early because we were going to get up in the morning and go fish. Well, we'd come back to the fraternity house in the uh, afternoon after a big party or something. And we'd you know, 
it, it looked like Jonestown. There were just people, you know, wherever they fell, that's where they slept. We'd go in and we thought, hey, first time we were, saw that, you know, after a big party, a lot of people left over. I said, hey, I'm going to go cook a big pot of chili. Well, apparently that's not the thing to do for all these people who are still sleeping. Don't wake them up with the smell of chili. Didn't go over well? No, not at all. All right, when we come back, we're going to get a little bit into the to the prep of the shows that Robert has put together. Anything interesting there today? Uh, I find that maybe I haven't read it yet. Let's see here. Uh, big game quota application is due, so if you want to hunt some. It opens up uh, in a few days. Yes, it does. Somebody asked me that the other day, and I'm like, I don't know. What do I look like, a commissioner or something? <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. It's it's the same thing as my world of CPA, right? right. Everybody assumes I know taxes. Okay, not a good assumption. There's a lot of things to do in life besides taxes. And they change constantly. And they change constantly. Same thing. I, I become a commissioner. Everybody thinks I'm suddenly a walking encyclopedia of the regs. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. The, the most common question I get, well, how much is this kind of license? I'm like, I don't know. I've had a lifetime license since 2005. I haven't even thought about it. You know, it's just something I don't do. Yeah. So, anyway. So uh, we will we will get into uh, talking about some of the stuff. And I did see this story about the Auburn University wildlife degree, uh, wildlife management degree, mm-hmm. enterprise, not wildlife. Oh, shut up, Tony. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> They're the kind you give your life for because you know they die for you. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook.
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having a good time on this Saturday morning. What's happening in the world of TWRA? Well, the TWRA has announced the application period for the 2018 Wildlife Management Area, Big Game Quota Hunts, Regular Elk, Youth Elk, and WMA Youth will run from June 20th to July 25th. So if you want to hunt one of the WMAs, get picked for one of those hunts, or if you want to get try and get in on that elk hunt you have till july 25th at midnight to do so and don't forget this year we have gone to a new thing on the um the extra permit you know before we've auctioned it off on ebay and it's sold for whatever ten thousand dollars give or take uh, this year we're doing it with uh, a lottery, $10 a chance. Mm-hmm. You can buy as many chances as you want, put you in the drawing for that extra elk hunt. So I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that. I hope so. I do too. Because the money that's raised from it goes to the elk restoration project. Which is great. The money goes right back in. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the Wildlife Resources uh, Foundation is the one that is raffling that off for lack of better words and uh but i'm excited I'm, uh, it's something you know it's funny that um uh, richard sims he and i had a conversation last year about this and uh, and he, his comment was it sure would be nice if they'd make it open it up so it's available for more people to get a chance because there's only so many people people out there that can spend seven thousand i think last year it was sixty seven hundred dollars to buy a permit to go hunt Right. And and I don't disagree. It's about what you would spend to go out west to hunt. And I think you have a little bit better opportunity to get an elk here in Tennessee just because of the con- the way it's controlled. But I mean valid point. So uh we were able to do that. Yeah. I it, it was it was apparently it was in works long before Richard and I had a conversation and I didn't know it. Uh, cuz there was a lo- there was a bunch of hurdles to get it to where we could do it. I would not mind getting John for that elk hunt or winning the raffle, either one. I would not mind that a bit. Uh, yeah, me either. <laughs> there was there was some discussion about whether I, as a commissioner, could be in it. Oh, that is a good question. Now, I know, I think when you first became a commissioner, you found out you can't put in for duck blinds. Duck blinds, yeah. It's specifically written in the rules. Who knew? I'm I cannot put in for duck blinds. I can anything else. I can put in for elk, and I have every year. I'm going to buy my raffle ticket because I am not part of the foundation. Right. Um, so it's all of that is, um, but I cannot put in for duck blinds. That that's that's a weird little law. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason behind it at one point, but well, there is because it's such a big deal. Duck blind drawings are a huge deal. Um, and if I were, but the funny part of it is, I can go up and put in for the crane hunt, 
which is the same process or draw. It's an on-site live draw. Yes, I remember it well, by the way. Thank yeah. you very much for bringing up that painful memory. Just saying. Sorry, Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm going to go to John because I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Donnie. Hey, Rob. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Donnie, I got a question for you about a topic you all were discussing before the break. Okay. I, you were talking I about can't guarantee TWR. I can remember that far back. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot going on in my brain this morning, so I'm able to keep it fresh. Okay, good. Um, you all were talking about the TWR regs making it illegal to kill snakes in Tennessee? Yes. And I'll be honest, I've not ever really read the TWRA regs too much, including that portion, but are there any exceptions to the rule? Yeah, if your life's in danger. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and and I can assure you, I would have no problem uh, retaliating against a rattlesnake or something that was... Uh, I was in imminent fear of a, a poisonous snake bite. So, so, like, if one's in your house, would that qualify? Or well, you know, or is that kind of gray area? Th- well, I think it's gray, and I think a lot of it has to do with. Uh, uh, I mean, and now we're talking legality here versus reality. Um, most people aren't going to know if you kill a snake unless you get on Facebook and post, "Hey, look what I just killed." Um, but, you know, I, the, I, you're always able to defend yourself. Uh, and, and I am working hard to get a, a uh, herpentologist on the show to talk about snakes because I think they are greatly misunderstood, even by me. Um, I have killed one snake in my life, and that was out west, and I had I basically cornered it, and I was backed up against a rock, and I had nowhere to go. So I did not hesitate because he was cold and ready to strike, and, and I was in fear that I really could not not avoid the being bit if he decided to strike. So I shot it, uh, okay. which I don't think was illegal out west. I, it may have been. I don't know. But... Regardless, I was I was definitely I had got myself in a position, and he didn't rattle until it was too late. I was kind of locked in uh, that proverbial painted in a corner, and um, but uh, here I've I've run up on snakes, some poisonous, some not, and I've never been backed up into a corner, so I just kind of backed out and, and moved around them. Um, so I don't know, uh, but if it's like in your house or whatever, that's that's a whole different. That's a whole different situation. Yeah, I normally try to just like do what Rob did. If they go one way, I try to go the other. Exactly. But I have had a, it was a small rattlesnake in my house, and I'll be honest, I killed it because I didn't know it was illegal. Right. I decided that it needed to go before I did. And maybe nothing would have happened, but I just wasn't going to take the chance. Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was illegal to kill snakes in Tennessee. It is, it is, um, and and I I don't know how enforced it is. I don't have any idea. Um, well, if, it, if people keep putting it on Facebook, it'll probably become pretty enforced. Yes. Yeah, you know, I don't know what people's. I and and get don't get me wrong. 
I share a lot on social media, but I, I'm just I'm amazed at what people put on there. I usually try to find out if what I'm putting up there is legal or not before I put it up. That's probably a good call. Yeah. <laughs> well, Facebook is the is the great thing for the our society now, which is the look at me society. And you can get it. You know, you can get people's attention by looking at what by, of what you did by taking a picture and putting it up there. Yes, let's show everybody. And as I say that as we're doing Facebook Live right now, so what can I say? Well, but you're broadcasting a TV show. I think it. I think broadcasting a t- or a, excuse me, a radio show. I liked it when you said it was a TV show. Hey, I'm well, moving up in the world. All right. But you know, you're broadcasting. You know, an educational thing that people like you have some military service members that, you know, can't pick up WGOW overseas. And so using Facebook Live for them to be able to pick it up as an educational program is a lot different than somebody taking a picture of a new boat or something they just killed hunting and going, hey, look at what I got. I think think those are two different things. Right. Even though, I don't know, you you might improve your viewership by um, by um, letting Rob have more airtime. <laughs> Probably improve our, our viewership if we would just go audio and cut out the video. Are you saying that um, there's more of a face for, for radio than a uh, than for TV? Yes. Oh yeah. But. Now, I was just curious about that, because I, and why would it be, why is it, because out west, you have, is it because they have more poisonous snakes than they do in Tennessee, or, I mean, why why do states out west not make it illegal? I don't know. Or do you know? I don't know. Well, okay. it's not illegal in Georgia, I can tell you that. You can kill a rattlesnake in Georgia, and I mean, we're, you know, spitting distance from Georgia, so it, it varies state to state, so. Okay. Alrighty, well that's just what's been on my mind for the last 15, 20 minutes, and I'll just find out. Well, thank you so much, and uh, you sent a message. You guys are in summer hours, which means you're not there on Saturdays. That is correct. You're you're going to be swimming longer today, then? No, I don't get to swim longer because my wife wants to go paddleboard later today, so I don't know. Well, that's I kind might of, end up swimming longer, too, depending on how well I stay on the paddleboard. There you go. That's what, exactly what I was saying. Hey, you could always, you know, fake falling off, say, oh, can't get up. I'm just going to swim around for a while. Yeah. Well, if we're out there when it gets about 90-something, I may fall in several times. There you go. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right, John. All right. Thanks, Thank, guys. Thanks. John Beatty from Beatty Fertilizer, one of our great sponsors, and we appreciate them. Won't be long till we'll uh, be talking seriously about food plots Mm -hmm. again, coming up very soon. All right, we're going to go pay a bill or two. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. 
The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. A great way to start off the new year is with a subscription to Tennessee Wildlife Magazine. I'm Don King for your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, inviting you to subscribe and learn more about the abundant wildlife in our state. It's chock full of interesting articles and beautiful photography. Whether you like to hunt, fish, or watch critters, visit tnwildlife.org and subscribe today. Roberto, you have some snake statistics. I have some snake statistics. Is this Tennessee statistics? They, well, uh, nationwide and in uh, a few from Tennessee here. Um, snake bites are extremely rare in the United States. About 8,000 to 10,000 snake bites are reported annually. That's rare? Out of how many million people live in the United States? 320 million. Uh, it's not rare if you're one of the eight or 10,000 people that have been bit. True. Okay. But now this is not... How rare are spider bites? Well, yeah, you know, that's true too. But Lightning th- strikes twice. But remember, not all snakes are poisonous, so some of these snake bites may just be, you know, like I encounter a lot of banded water snakes, and they've got to be one of the most aggressive snakes. They are. I mean, they're just mean. They're not poisonous, but they're just mean. Uh, about 12 to 15 deaths occur in the United States... Every year, due to snake bite, 
approximately 3,000 of those snake bites are classified as illegitimate, meaning the victim was handling or molesting the snake when the bite occurred. The kind of, hey, y'all, watch this. I'm going to pick up and kiss this copperhead right on the lip. Okay, fair enough. And uh, So 3,000 are, are... People messing around doing stupid stuff. Well, not necessarily. There's some, some uh, religions out there that handle snakes. I don't know necessarily say what they're doing is stupid. It just the snake didn't like it. No. And don't get me going on that one. But 85% of the snake bites are below the knee. Uh, 50% are dry bites where no venom is injected. So there's no envenomation. Uh, Chris Sanders' lap got bit twice. Oh, I seem to recall that. Yeah, just not about a month or so ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, my mom's terrier got bit when I was a lot younger. My mo- my mom had a terrier that got bit. Got bit on, but she got he or she got bit on the nose, and it swole up very big. And after the swelling went down, they found a second bite, which apparently was a dry bite. Hmm. But uh, got bit on the snout. That's gotta hurt. Uh, she was not happy. I'm sure. So interesting. That's not many. So five to seven thousand legitimate snake bites, which means you just happen to stumble up on one and they don't like it. Yeah. Now I've had uh, the, the funniest thing I do remember is, you know, we talked about this. the The mayflies are hatching, right? Yes. And I have uh, been known in my day to, you know, pull my boat up under the uh, trees and shake the trees to get the mayflies to fall to start the feeding frenzy. Uh, and I have had a uh, a poisonous snake fall into the boat. Did you exit said boat? I stayed in the boat, but I worked very quickly to get said snake out of the boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, the one I've got, it was not a snake, but uh, we thought it was a snake. A buddy of mine and I were canoeing the Stones River in Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. And it was getting dark. We were paddling downstream kind of quickly to t- get to the takeout before it got pitch black. It's that, you know, the sunset, but that 30 minutes after sunset, that's basically where we were. We're going down river, pretty good clip. And we hit some rapids. We go under a tree, and the tree just, you know, we both had to duck down and, you know, kind of tips us just a little bit, but we kept going. My friend Tommy had bought a couple of candy bars and a Coke at a convenience store. And instead of, obviously, instead of littering, he put the brown paper bag in the bottom of the canoe. And, you know, we'll clean it out later when we get to the takeout point or to a garbage can. Well, when we went under that tree limb, apparently there was a couple of cicadas. A cicada got into a, inside the brown paper bag. And when it makes that buzzing noise inside inside a brown paper bag, which amplifies the sound, it sounds a lot like a snake after just going under a whole bunch of trees. So we've got this buzzing, and we, we're thinking, there's a snake. We both bailed out of that canoe as quickly as we could. I mean, he went one way, I went the other way. We were just sitting there, you know, just bailed out as quickly as we could. And we kind of look over the side, hanging on the side of the canoe, look over the side, and the bag goes, we're like, I don't see it. Do you see it? I don't see it. Do you see it? I don't see it. And then the cicada crawled out. We kind of felt, you know. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, we kind of felt stupid. But, you know, hey, discretion is a better part of valor. If there's a snake in the canoe, 
I'm bailing. Yeah. Yeah, snakes on a plane, snakes in a boat, none of those are good. No. So, you know, usually when we get into snakes, people call. Yeah. Snake story. And I have tried on multiple occasions to get a herpetologist in. They just don't want to get up this. Nobody wants to get up this early. I've called, I know, three verified herpetologists. Well, I am in communications with one who was defending his master's thesis yesterday. Oh. So I'm hoping that uh, we can get him pretty soon. We do have a couple of guests coming in over uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, you have Travis Boyd coming in to talk a little bit of Three Gun. And then uh, I will be back on the 30th, and we have one of my favorite guests, uh, Judge Tom Greenholtz, who is a criminal court judge here in Chattanooga, and a constitutional scholar. And we had, a, we had him on a couple of years ago when he was running for election, and it was an unbelievable educational show. It was. To talk to someone who actually understands constitutional law. It was amazing. Uh, so I am looking forward. He's going to be on the 30th of uh, of June. So, And that will be right after I take my shooting course at Ronnie Dodd's place. Oh, yeah. Three-day reactive shooting course up at Dodd's. So. Now, how many rounds are you supposedly going through? I have purchased 1500 for myself. And the two people going through the class with me have also purchased 1500 So there will be a lot of shooting. I would say so. 1500 that's going to be some intense shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking, uh, I'm taking two guns. I was going to ask you which ones. I'm going to take a um, SIG-226, uh, which is the gun of the Navy SEALs. And I'm going to take as a backup uh, a Beretta 92. Ah. Which is the gun of the military. Or it was. Was, yeah, for years and years. So Great, well, that's that's the plan unless I break down and I hope my wife's not listening. Buy another SIG as in the new 320 uh, that the military is now carrying. So, hey, got, a, got some people listening. Uh, Corey Holloway is over in Iraq. Good morning, Mr. Holloway, Ben Byer is watching. Thank you, Ben. Always good to see Ben. And uh, there was Mr. Petty John was watching as well. So thank you guys who are currently watching right now. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Every squirrel and rabbit in Dallas County knew my name. I sat on the stand with Paul Paul from the time I was three years old. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 
423-280-3677. Mady's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Mady's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Mady's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. I do like this song. I did too. She was with the too. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors rocking it out this Saturday morning. Good morning, Amy Ray. Joined us online at Facebook. Appreciate it. I'm enjoying the Facebook Live stuff other than sometimes it gets a little weird seeing myself for two hours. Yeah. I can see that. I've been carrying on a conversation, if you've been following it, uh, with uh, Corey Holloway, who is uh, serving our country in Iraq right now, uh, but he's also a Chattanooga police officer as well, along with his dad. Both are Chattanooga police officers. So we've been carrying on a conversation about firearms on Facebook Live. You can follow that. and uh, Get some tips from some real professionals. Yeah, there you go. The, uh, I didn't realize. He, just, he was talking about the, uh, the, the SIG P220, which I have one. I didn't realize that's what they issued. I didn't realize the police carried 45s in Chattanooga. I thought they carried 9s, but the, apparently they're issuing for about five years, according to Corey, they have been issuing the, the P220s, which oh. is a six-hour forty-five caliber. Uh, I've got one. Nice gun. Big gun. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, I'm just wrapping what, what my brain I? around, a, you know. I thought you were wrapping your brain. What do I not have? Well, that too, but, well... I can think of a couple you don't have, but, you know, you don't have a howitzer yet. Not yet. Um, you don't have an Abrams tank yet either. But A buddy of mine, uh, I was talking to him last night, he just bought, uh, I see the Friends of NRA Banquet. He's a huge Friends of NRA Banquet supporter, and our banquet's coming up on the 21st of um, of July, so it's coming up in about a month uh, down at the Westin. Uh, he just bought a Desert Eagle yesterday. That's a fifty caliber. That's a fifty caliber. That's a big, that's a lot of Ask him if he was going to carry it. <laughs> Such a carry gun? Conceal? Yeah, conceal carry. Uh, now, that's a big gun. Uh, it's an expensive gun, too. It's like, yeah. It's like huge. It's about two grand. Oh. Yeah. I'd have to sell a few guns before I bought that. I've you, shot you, one, It's and they shoot fine. But it's kind of like uh, that uh, Clint Eastwood movie where he was shooting the forty four Magnum autoloader. The baddest gun in America. Baggest gun in the world. Well, it's been surpassed. Yeah. Anyway. All right. 
Uh, first hour is in, in a can. July 21st, Friends of NRA is coming up at the Westin. Go to friendsofnra.org and buy your tickets now. And then uh, Forgotten Child Crappie Tournament is coming up on October 13th. We'll be right back after the top of the hour break. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, our number two. You know, I think we need to describe a few things to our, our people that watch on Facebook. Okay. Because it's funny, and, and we tell people, guests, when they come in the, in the studio, all right, here's the deal. You just worry about the microphone. There will be signs going back between us and the producer, um, and there's little things that the producer, Gene, which has been doing our show, how long have we been doing it now, Gene? A year? Oh, God, it's more than that. Maybe longer than that? Two years. Uh and, and, and Gene is, is I'm going to brag. Go ahead and put your headphones on. I'm going to make you talk. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag on you for a second. Um, but uh, we've had a lot of producers because, as you can imagine, this is a sucky hour to get somebody to come in and, and do a show. No. 5 a.m. is it sucks. Uh, it does. And it, you know, it wasn't too bad when it was 6, but when it when it became 5, it got a little tougher. Uh but Gene has been how how long have you been doing? I, I'm thinking closer to two years. Is it? Okay, yeah. or maybe, um, maybe a little longer. And, and and I guess that's good. If I'd come out and said, "God, what have you been doing this five years?" I yeah. mean, that, then that would have been <laughs> yeah that that yeah <laughs> that would. That, but the thing of it is, and and Rob and I talk about this, and and I'm gonna brag for just a second. A producer can make your show, or break it, or break it. And we've had good producers. We've had we've had good ones through the years. Uh, we've had others that started out really bad and became good once they learned us. And and when you first started, you had to learn us too, sure, because yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. Uh, and um, but a good producer will will can make your show. And and Gene is very attentive to what we're doing in here. And one of the ways they do it is the bumper music, uh, which is the music you hear when we go in and out of breaks. If we're talking about a topic, he'll find something and. 
that that is related to the topic. And you know, most of the time he's playing the the thirty or so, so songs we have in our. Um, I don't even remember what it is now. Uh, sort of a music rotation. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got we got about thirty forty songs that we've picked that we want in the show. And but every once in a while they'll go out and pull one out or something that's different, like you know, like the selfie song when Rob's doing a story about the 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 stupid people in in Yellowstone getting gored by an animal and something or, like that. Or we'll play like uh, Ohio from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young when we do Dirty Hippie. Yeah, right. You know, so things like that. But we there's symbols. We can't talk to each other. He can hear us, but we can't hear him. And so we communicate with hand signals. Yeah. And so a lot of times. <laughs> I've noticed watching the, the, and I know I'm going on and on about this, but uh, you'll see us do this or, you know, and and that's telling him that when we come out of the break that one of us is going to do a live read on the air and which one it's going to be. And because the live reads are not scheduled there when they fit in the show. Um, And also you'll see me do this. And that's when I'm telling him, okay, I'm ready for the bumper music. It's time to take our break to let him know that we're ready for the break and things like that. So there's little symbols. And when we have people in the show, we usually say, sometimes you'll see him flip us a bird. And that just means that, <laughs> that we're doing a great job. That means we're number one. <laughs> you know, the hard part was when, when we first started doing the show or I started producing right. the show, I tend to talk with my hands so you guys didn't know what the, <laughs> I was saying. I mean, what is he? What is he? Huh? What? You know? He's having a fit. Yes. <laughs> but I'll, here, here's what I'm going to say, and then I'll shut up and we'll oh, get back okay. to the show, is there is a big difference in my mind, and, and this is from doing the show for now, going in our, I guess we're in our 12th year now. There's a big difference between someone who is a radio professional, someone like yourself, who has been around radio for a long time, and knows there is it is a professional job, and there there's a big difference between a professional being in here and someone that is doing this just part time, and, uh, and 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 not in a negative way. Again, I think everybody in here does the best they can do, uh, but it is it's just someone who can pick up on all the little idiosyncrasies of timing and all that. You've got to have experience to do that. You can't just walk in off the streets. It's not. It's not easy. Go back to the one show when we went on the live air without a producer. This is back <laughs> when they let us get in this, the studio without a producer. Uh, and and we're sitting here, and Rob had been down here to learn how to do the board ops because we were actually considering doing the show without a producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're sitting here, and we're about two minutes to the top of the hour, and I looked at Rob, and I said, we don't have a producer, man. you got to get us on the air. And we went on the air, and we did a show. And uh, I think, I can't remember if it was Bill Lockhart or Kevin West came down and, and ran the show, but they didn't get here for about 45 minutes to an hour after the show got started. Wow. It was it was pretty funny. I bet Rob did a good job, though. There was no bumper music. I was still, <laughs> my instructions when I was learning the board, don't touch this, don't press this button, don't ever do this, don't, everything was no, 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 <laughs> don't touch this, don't touch that. The buttons are not toys. Don't do anything. And so I finally got us on the air, but there was no bumper music. Tony's like, hey, you got that bumper music ready? I'm, I'm sitting there with my mic muted up. And I'm just crazy. He was using the seven words you're yeah, okay. not allowed to use on the air. <laughs> and you I'm know. getting phone calls, and I'm, I, we were getting calls, too, and I was getting them on the air and everything. But in the meantime, I'm back, you know, I'm funny. back there just. And it, was, it was pretty funny. Well, it, it is, a, you know, to someone that hasn't done it, I mean, you know. Uh, it is a little overwhelming because uh, our uh, control room board, you know, has a lot of 
unnecessary buttons, as you say, and, uh, you know, it can be a little overwhelming. There's uh, maybe three or four that are very important. The others just, uh, you know. But you were talking about, you know, how you pick up on something. I I still think about the the time that uh, Rob was talking about, you know, the quicksand, getting caught and sinking, and I found the song... It's an old song called Quicksand. So Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the difference between somebody that knows what they're doing and somebody in there pushing buttons. So. Well, you know, thank you very much, though. It, I, it I, has, I do enjoy. It has been. It is enjoyable, and you can never quit. You, well, it's easier. You can never go away. Oh, okay. No, you, okay. Never. Well, good. Okay. Well, I am going to be gone next week. Well, I will be, next, too. So. Next wait a minute. Saturday. Wait a minute. You're gone. He's gone. Yep. It's just you, I'm Ron. here. Yeah. You're here. And I don't think they got a, anybody, uh, you know, a producer. So it's just, it's going to be you, Ron. You're going to be running the show from in there. <laughs> Pushing more buttons. All right. <laughs> but no, it is, Gene, it has been a pleasure. And, uh, well, and, thank you and very glad, much. And, and this isn't a farewell. I mean, you're. No, I know. It just, I don't, I, it just, it just sometimes it's. Um, Why? What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the kind words, though. That's, but, that's no, very it's, nice. it's, it's, it's true. So. But, I, but I'm a fan as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's fun for me to come in here. And uh, and work with you guys. Well, I mean, and it, really it gives me a chance to uh, to gauge someone who doesn't hunt and fish, oh yeah, uh, and doesn't go shooting and all this stuff. Gives me a chance to gauge from you how the show went from a a not. We have a lot more people that listen that don't hunt sure. and fish than people realize. Exactly. And and I've I've discovered that through the years. We have a lot of hikers and things like that that listen on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so. If you ask me a question after the show, then it lets me know that I didn't do a good job explaining that to somebody that doesn't do it. Yeah, so. well, it's an education thing for me, too. And the funny thing about it is I run, typically I've been a music DJ, uh, but I'll run into people that uh, that say, hey, I heard you on talk, I heard you on Tony Sanders, and I'm saying, uh, but I'm not a host. But that's because there's the, the barter back right. and forth, you right. know. Yeah. And uh, is it barter or batter? Banter. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and but people listen. They don't always call. They don't always uh, participate. Right. But they're listening. Yeah. No, I get texts all the time. I'm like, dudes, just call the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me all too. Right. All right. So, I think, okay. I think that was good that we pulled back the curtain. I mean, you know, now that we are Facebook and live, you yep. know, when you see us make these gestures, we're not... <laughs> Well, some of them are, are weird, but, hey, you, you know. you know what we can do? We can do this. What's that? We can do this. We can turn this around and let people see. I'm trying to see. Yeah, there he is. That would be Gene <laughs> that we've been talking to the whole time. He is the guy that pushes our buttons. Yeah. So, Gene, thank you so much. I enjoy that. Thank you. You know, really, guys. Uh-oh. And we got to, you know. Crooked. Uh-oh, you're crooked. Yeah. How's that any different than normal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, there. Yeah, see, you just you just did live. You just you just got beamed all around the world. And wow. uh, anyway, good for us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Now there was a cool story. I guess we need to wait. Let's go to the other story since we only got about three minutes. Uh, okay. Uh, what was it? Yeah, I love it when you put me on the spot. I like that. I just this is my favorite part of the show. Uh. <laughs> I swear I've been hey, doing it 10 okay, years. Okay, all right. Hey, I, I'll, I'll make something up now. All right, all right. Did we talk about the Tinkara rod last week? I don't think we did. No, we did not. You introduced me to something that I was kind of, it's kind of cool. It's called a Tinkara rod. We went, where was it we went? To Blue Ridge Fly Shop. Blue Ridge Fly Shop here in Chattanooga. We Last week after the show, we were, uh, um, went to breakfast and we stopped by. We, we were in between things. We were trying to kill some time. So we just ran down to Blue Ridge Fly Shop, which is in the North Shore, and uh, it's um, 
They're not an advertiser, but it's a really cool shot. I uh, got to chit-chat with one of the owners. Chris, yep. And um, But they had a Tenkara rod. It's a fly rod, but it's not your traditional fly rod. It's more like a very fancy cane pole, for lack of better words. Uh, and it collapses down into a very small, portable, take-it-with-you-fishing-rod. Correct. And this was something you've been interested in, and you got to use one last week. I did. Uh, a friend of mine, Chris, has a 10, he's got, I think, two or three Tenkara rods, and he loaned me a 12-foot rod, and I went out and tried it. And I caught 20-some-odd fish on using this Tenkara method of fishing where you really... You've got a 13 foot, basically a leader on there. Right. It's not a heavy fly line, and you can really, uh, you know, put the fly where you want it. You can make a like a just regular roll cast, roll cast, or even a even an overhead cast, and put it where you want it. But then you can control the fly a lot better. And I was slipping it into spots where I thought there might be fish, and I caught a red breast down there that was huge. I mean, I had my thumb in its mouth. It was that big. I mean. A brim that you can lip is a good-sized brim. And that Tenkar rod is like a little buggy whip. And that little fish on that rod, I thought I had hooked Moby Dick himself. It was one of the best fights I've ever had. And I'm really, really thinking about getting one of those. They're not real expensive. No. I mean, they're not cheap, but they're, what, 140 to... Was 150 bucks around the starting price? Yeah. And uh, and the one he showed us, he said that was the most popular, was, I think, $147. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a nine or ten foot. I don't remember. Uh, ten, I believe it was. But it and it collapsed down to within to like eighteen inches to a foot. Right. It's really it's it's very neat, uh, very neat little rod and uh, effective too. And you know, throwing those flies for those brim that I was catching, I went down. Oh, this is fun part of the story. Went down to I'll tell you exactly where I was on this trip. Went down to Greenway Farms at the canoe launch right there. It's a nice concrete step was catching the heck out of brim down there until a I heard a whole bunch of little voices behind me and I hear yay 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 and this herd of six or eight little girls comes running down and jumped I mean they literally just ran in jumped in the water mom's following them down she goes hey you stay out of that guy's way they're not gonna bother you are they I'm like not no. now <laughs> I said no I was done anyway <laughs> if I wasn't then I am now but I, I just said no ma'am they're fine they're fine <laughs> and the dog. Forgot about the dog. Dog came running out there too, but I I sat there and caught probably 25, 30 fish. So it was a, it was really fun on that Tenkara rod. I'm I'm really considering getting me one of those. Uh, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find somebody. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to buy one so I can borrow it. Okay, fair enough. That sounds. You loan fun. me guns all the time. I will loan you rods. That works uh, for me. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 
423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Chronic wasting disease affects white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, and moose populations in many states. We are CWD-free in Tennessee and are counting on hunters to keep it that way. Remember, if you hunt out of state for big game animals, it's very important that you learn the proper way to bring those harvested animals home. New restrictions are in place for good reason. Learn more at tnwildlife.org. Please help us keep Tennessee CWD free. Centers outdoors. I got a problem. I got a problem. Now, I'm, I'm talking to um, Charles Castile, who just put a message on uh, on our Facebook Live, enjoying the the feed. Funny you brought up the Tinkara rod. Just bought one for a retirement gift from my brother. Need to go fishing sometime. Rob, Tony fishes. I fish. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at it. I've won I wouldn't go that far, but I've won tournaments. Okay. Yes, that's true. I can fish, but nobody invites me to go fishing. Carter, who's watching, doesn't invite me. Your new buddy Chris doesn't invite me. G Charles just invited you. Mm-hmm. It's the Rob Pratula show. Welcome to Rob Pratula Outdoors. <laughs> or we can make it Rob Pratula NPR. Good morning. Welcome to the outdoor world. We're going to be talking about some wonderful things today. Uh, no. I listen to too much NPR. Yes, you do. But, uh, no, it is funny. I, I never heard of the Tinkara. I really never had. Mm-hmm. So I, I, was pretty, I, I was pretty fascinated learning about them. Now, the original Tinkara flies, which it, it's kind of interesting, um, normally when you hackle a fly, you want the hackle standing up so the fly... It kind of makes it to where the fly doesn't sink in the water. It okay. props it up. Tenkara flies, you tie the hackle in backwards. Okay. And uh, so it's actually shooting out the front of the fly rather than folding back. And it's a, it's a, a lot more interesting that way. And uh, when I went out there, I was using two flies, and I actually caught two fish at once at one point. I was using a, a dry fly on top, and then I had a little nymph below it. Somebody ate the nymph, and when that top fly went under, I had one grab the first one, so I was going two at a time. It's always fun. Never heard me going trout fishing. Yeah, you have been trout fishing. I was witness to it. <sighs> okay, now, that's now, fine. Now, I will say this. You can cast. I will start talking more about fishing instead of hunting and shooting. And maybe people will start inviting me to go fishing. You get invited to go on a lot of hunts, though. 
That's true. It's just not your season. See, this is the season <laughs> of Rob. Fall is the season of Tony. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I wait all year for this. You going to let me have my time? No. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, did uh, you use a Tinkara fly with your Tinkara rod? No, I did not. I used a, a fly that I had tied up, a little soft tackle called a red ass. And, um, a what? A red ass. Okay. It's a soft tackle fly with peacock and red thread, and the red thread sticks out the back of the peacock. Yeah. And since the red thread sticks out of the back end of the fly, it's called a red ass. Hmm. Let's go to Beaver Man. Hey, Beaver Man. Hello? Beaver Man. Hello? Hey. Hello. You on there? Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, cool, man. Uh, you want to go fishing? When? I'm leaving right now. About, about five minutes. No, I've got about I've got about uh, 35 more minutes of airtime. Well, see, so now you can never say I didn't invite you to go fishing. <laughs> Don't tempt him. He I mean, will walk out of the studio. I've seen him I've do done, it. I've done it before. <laughs> Rob, show, you're on your own. Good luck. <laughs> Where are you headed to? Well, I've got to go pick up a, a friend of mine is... Uh, I'm playing surrogate dad for him. He's had to go to California for Navy stuff, change of command ceremony things, and uh, so I got to pick up his uh, his young son over in Middle Tennessee at the Boy Scout camp. In Boxwell, and uh, at Altamont okay. over near Tracy. Yeah, and uh, so of course he texted me last night. Uh, no, okay, I appreciate you going and getting. Uh, uh, Adam, you know, tomorrow and everything, and I was like, is that tomorrow? Hell, I thought that was next weekend. Man, I've gone fishing. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm in Florida, you know? <laughs> He's like, what? You could, I could hear through the keyboard his panic set in. <laughs> you shouldn't do that to a guy. Uh, well, somebody, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. I understand. I understand. Or so, at least try real hard. So come are, up with a really good excuse as to why I didn't. So where are you going fishing? Well, I'm going to see what young Adam wants to do. Okay. He's been camping and Boy Scouting all week, and uh, we we may go up to the Suwannee property and do some stuff, or he may – it's whatever he wants to do. Gotcha. He may want air so, conditioning after a week at camp. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. I actually was going to take him over to Cumberland Caverns and tour today. And, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, do that at literally 58 degrees in the cave. That, and, uh, that would feel comfortable. And I may teach him some of the finer points of uh, midsummer uh, irrigation maintenance. So <laughs> free labor, free labor. Yep. <laughs> Here, hand me that. No, hold it like this. No, no, not like that. Hold it like this. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm sorry I couldn't make it to the Skeeter Fest yesterday. That's all right. But, um, we need to come up with some some new compound. I. Uh, that uh, that, that, uh, saw, that makes them go away. I saw something advertised on uh, on a show the other day that I had never heard of, and they said it was phenomenal. I have to go back and find that. It, I've seen it. I, I've seen that a couple of times, but it usually takes more than a couple before it really register. Because the first thing I thought, I wonder if Schwartzman's carries that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, something that was a comp- competitor to to off and and all that. All that kind of stuff, but it was a 
a more natural, and they said it was pretty effective. So uh, it had some kind According of... According to Rob's Facebook, he was using on yesterday. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. happened. We, 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 we reapplied, I know, four times while in the a, in a time we were down there. We kept spraying ourselves with off. Isn't it, isn't yeah. it beer and garlic you're supposed to consume, and that'll work? I thought it was garlic, <laughs> but I don't know... I don't well, I tell you that the um, the thermocells really do work. I've I've used those, you know, early season bow bow season and stuff. Right. And uh, the the thermocells do work on most mosquitoes. They do. Um, it's a little hard to carry a thermocell on you fishing. Well, only if you wade too deep. I mean, That's if you true. hang it off your hat uh, or something. And, and speaking of which, Carter is a he's a good sized tall gentleman. Chris uh-huh. is even taller. Chris goes wading across the stream last night. He wades through, and you know, and I have to remind myself I'm fishing with tall people. When he goes in and wades, and it's waist deep on him, it was up to my darn neck almost. He he just wades right across. You know, I go in behind him, and it's like I'm neck deep. I gotta watch. Maybe you, maybe you need to get some uh, new wading boots with uh, stilts yeah. built into them. Yeah, that might work. <laughs> that would be fun. Well, well, all right, gentlemen, enjoying it. Um, the um, we'll, we'll fish sometime. Okay, one of these days. Sounds good. Enjoy all your right. day with uh, taking care of uh, a military guy's son like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, well, I'm playing. The other the other son was in uh, Peru. He was supposed to come up, but apparently there's only like one flight a week from Peru, and so he didn't get up. It was canceled, and then he didn't get up here in time. So gotcha. The um, the other one's not there, but apparently in Peru, the delicacy is broiled guinea pig, which is Good not stuff. from is which is not from Guinea and is not a pig. No, but it's like a personal pan porky pig. He said it's it's really delicious. I'm gonna have to try one. I'm thinking pop one in the microwave. <laughs> a guinea pig hot pocket. Exactly is where I was going. Hot pocket. Thank you so much, Beaver Man. Uh, All right, I'll not get I'll not get guinea pig out of my head. <laughs> and we're on to food already. I'm not sure that that's food. Well, uh, hey, <laughs> if it's the only thing there, you'll eat it. Uh, mm. Yeah, if I'm hungry enough. But, yeah. You know, I, I I am one of those that I will not eat something I don't know what it is. You got to tell me what it is. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to tell me what it is. I will not eat something. I, I'm just not going to do it. So I was, read, I was reading uh, some stories about uh, Anthony Bourdain, who has eaten some pretty unusual things in his day before he tragically took himself his life last week. But uh, there was some kind of anus he ate. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'm going to pass on that one. So... Uh, that one is probably uh, a little more than uh, than uh, than uh, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to think about that one a lot. All right, Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back, and we'll come to a caller as soon as we come back from this break. Oh, Joe's got a Boston waiter. He bought and keep his king. and he swears since the day he. She's been nothing but a pain When the sun's at his back and the wind's in his face 
Like a Good Neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. my last pop tart and the shell station got the last of my cash i couldn't afford much gas because i had to fill up the cooler in the back and sun says 10 miles till i till i welcome back tony center's outdoors having a good time this saturday morning interacting with people live on facebook going straight to the phones to jason hey jason how you doing I'm good, Tony. Let's go fishing, man. All right. Well, see, somebody's inviting me to go fishing. Well, there you go. I like Jason. All of a sudden, you're the pretty girl at the prom. Everybody's <laughs> lining up to take you. <laughs> well, you're definitely not watching on Facebook to see I'm not the pretty girl at the prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm running a little late this morning, and I, I heard you call it talking fishing. Or actually, I heard Rob talking fishing. I thought, well, heck yeah, I can wait another 30 minutes. I'm on the way to the scenic Kawasi River. Oh, good for you. Nice. Yeah, I can promise you three things, Tony. I can uh, promise you we'll, we will get wet. All right. At least from the from the knees down. All right. You'll see some of the prettiest scenery yep. that Tennessee has to offer. And I promise you, you'll catch a fish on a foot, on a fly rod. What more can you want out of life right there? I'm telling you, man, it's great. The river's fishing pretty good right now. Is it? Um, yeah, we got. I've got good water till about eleven o'clock, and then I gotta get out of the. I can't wait in two generators. So right. But uh, yeah, man, it's going to be good this morning. Um, last few times out, I've caught quite a few fish. Caught two that really puts stress on my five weight. Nice this year. So you know, I enjoy the Hawassi. It's it's one of those. It's it's big water here close by and it's just it's just fun to get out there sometimes and just really stretch your stretch your capabilities out how far you can get that fly out there just to, uh and then you can also fish right there at your feet too i mean there's a lot of options oh, I know. it's it's really a great it, it's great water it's it's super great and i mean like you said you you can fish the big water you can you know i've seen people fishing off the bank so you know you don't have to be a technical fishermen at all to enjoy the Hawassee River. No, not at all. I agree. And it's got some good trout in it, too. You're going to catch a lot of, you know, 10, 12 inches, but occasionally you're going to hook into something big. Well, you're exactly right, Rob. I've, Like I said, this year I've been fortunate to catch a couple of nice ones, um, you know, you know, in the 18, 19-inch range, and that's just, you know, that'll give you all the fun you need, really. Oh, yeah, um, I agree. 
Now, do you I've ever, been, for, do you ever I've go been to... fortunate that I've gotten to fish some rivers out west, but I, I, I tell everybody, I said, you know, these rivers out west, scenic-wise, they don't have anything on the Hawassi. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I would rather be in Montana this morning fishing, but um, seeing that I'm in Tennessee, I'm, I'm just doing just fine with the old Hawassi River. Do you ever go up to the Elk? I do, yeah. Uh, I like yeah, the, I I like a, the a Elk, A buddy of too. mine goes to the Elk. He just he slays them at the Elk. I was up there with Rob. Uh, actually, Rob and my son, one day we were fishing, and we went in there at the dam and were, were walking and wading down, and we ran into somebody right at the bend who had was had boated up from the other end. We asked them if they were doing any good, and they had a cooler full of trout. Yep. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> And and they were good yeah. good trout too. Well, the, you know, and you can do that there. That's a, that's another pretty river. Uh, but yeah, a buddy of mine, he goes up and they kayak it. I don't. I'm not much into the kayak, but they will kayak to little hot spots and get out and fish. Right. And they just they wear them out. So. You know, another one that's overlooked in that area is the if they're generating on the elk, you can always hop over to the duck, which isn't about twenty minutes away. True. I've never fished the Duck River. Are there trout in there? Yes, sir. They stock it in the summers, and um, okay. a lot of them hold over in the into the winter. So uh-huh. they do stock it. But um, there's a hatchery over there, and I always thought it was a trout hatchery until I found out it is not a trout hatchery. It is a warm water hatchery uh, for I think walleye and largemouth, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, okay. I, you can always tour the hatchery. That's kind of interesting if if you know the water's not conducive to fishing. That's funny you say that, talking about touring the hatchery. I don't care how old you are, whether you're a five-year-old or a 95-year-old, something about going to a hatchery and looking down into those those tanks or ponds and seeing all those trout or bass or whatever. I, that's exciting, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to go to the fish hatchery over there in uh, Lincoln County. And, you know, and I've been to the hatchery at Teleco, and I still like to go on occasion if I'm in that area and swing by the hatchery and look and see those big old, what do they call the, the breeder fish or whatever, the ones they turn loose? To. Brood fish. Yeah, that's that's too cool. I've always, I always go in and ask them, hey, can I just pose for a picture with this one real quick? Let me go and get my rod out of the truck. And... <laughs> yeah. That's like going to the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, what's the chance I could just couple of casts in your tank. Nothing big. I'm not going to take it out. I just want to hook it. <laughs> yeah, they, they frown on that. I already checked. And at the aquarium, too. I'm, yeah, the aquarium I'm, doesn't like it either. Yeah, I've been banned a couple of times from the aquarium. Uh, well, well, good deal, man. Well, All right. Hang in there, Tony. Thank you, guys. See, See you, buddy. See you, Jason. Good caller. Always heading up to the water fishing. Good for him. Mm-hmm. You notice he didn't tell us what fly he was going to use. Though. No, didn't tell us exactly what part of the was he's going to be in either. But that's okay. We know, we've got it narrowed down to a river. But he has kept an eye on the generation schedule, which is something you need to do if you're going to be fishing a lot of our tailwaters. So Absolutely. A great app. If you don't have it, it's the TVA app. It's yes. free, and it'll tell you the supposed generation schedule. Now, it is subject to change without warning, so listen for the horns. Listen for the horns. So, All right. Well, we still haven't gotten to <laughs> We're, uh, I'm going to make an executive decision. We're going to hold that story to next week because that's a cool story. Okay. And we're talking about, uh, and I'll just tease it for next week, is uh, you're, you'll you'll be responsible for remembering it, not me. 
Auburn University offers a new degree in wildlife enterprise management, which I think is pretty cool. There's only one other school offers that, so correct. I think that's pretty cool. So good for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll let us take it. I wish we could. I, I wish there were a lot of these degrees now that that we could have taken. And looking back, I probably would have changed my major to broadcasting and journalism so I can be a radio professional. <laughs> All right. So uh, where are we going? we got about a minute and a half before the break. Uh, are we going anywhere? Uh, well, yeah, if we don't change our ways, we sure are. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for this to pull up here because I had it up. Uh, since it is Father's Day, uh, there's a lot of things you can get, Dad, for the outdoors, and I'm looking at a few of them, looking for some hey, really cool. Rebecca, what was that? Not that. The next one up. Next one up? Hang on just a second. A hammerhead bolt knob. Yes. Hmm. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Let's see. Anyway. Uh, it goes It goes on the bolt of the gun and makes yeah. it bigger so you can work it faster. Gotcha. All right. So that's one gift idea for your dad. Tools. It looks like, it looks like a Kevlar vest with tools. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a dad, but I'm not seeing anything in this particular list that I'm looking at that just really blows my skirt up. Uh, no. Now I did. Uh, I did make some jerky. I was going to bring you today. Oh well, thank you. Uh, I left it at home. Oh, that's okay. But I, I made. Uh, I made five pounds of beef jerky last week. Uh, did you use flav- different flavors or anything? Or I did two. I did two flavors. I did a peppered, and I did teriyaki. I was experimenting. And I made it out of ground. You said you had not heard uh, no, of I was, ground. No, I always thought you just like sliced it super thin and that, then dehydrated. You can do that, okay. but uh, I like using uh, ground and then using a jerky shooter and, and doing it that way. It's kind of consistent like um, stuff you get in a store with uh, the strips. Yeah. It's very consistent from that like that. So uh, I, I've actually never, I've never wanted to cut up a good steak to make jerky. So to me, hamburger makes more sense. Sure does. So, anyway, we'll be right back. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. 
I'm just trying to be a father Raise a daughter and a son Be a lover to their mother Everything to everyone Up and down bright and early Welcome back to the last segment of the show. We've got a few minutes. we got to be fair to our listeners and tell them why we don't do Father's Day tribute shows. Yeah, you texted me I was when I was fishing, and the words were, Father's Day show tomorrow, question mark? And my response was, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, when Rob first joined the show, you know, Rob and I, both, both of our dads are gone, so we decided one day we would do this tribute show to our fathers. Uh, for Father's Day, it was probably... Uh, I don't know, seven years ago or so, when, right when he first joined. And you talk about a show going to hell. <laughs> it, was, it went south so fast. Oh, it was horrible. Some guy called in, and and he was uh, intoxicated and and talked about how his dad never took him hunting and fishing and 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 beat him, and, and that was one of the best callers. Uh, it just, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> It just it just went nowhere. Hey, tell us about your Father's Day memories. My dad used to beat me. Never liked a man anywhere, and I'm glad he's dead. You know, it, it just that's the way the show went. So we decided we wouldn't ever do that again. Ever. Uh, we we are very proud. If it wasn't for our dads, we wouldn't have been doing the outdoors that we've done. But uh, that's why we don't do a show. That's the only reason. Is I don't know that we could ever recover from that again. So. Uh, to all you dads out there, congratulations. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and get everything you want, which could be just peace and quiet. Could be. Um, and for those of you that didn't have a wonderful relationship with your dad, sorry. Yeah. But happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. <laughs> but that is exactly why we don't do it. Well, we did ask. We said, call in and tell us about your memories we did. with your father. It was our fault for asking, but yeah. we just didn't expect that <laughs> that was not, that, that was it's you know I, I misgaged when I started the show thinking people would kind of give information that was a huge mistake on my part people don't give up information right and we missed that show that was probably the we I have never done a two hour show and was so thankful I literally got on my knees when it was over and said thank you it's over <laughs> so funny. <laughs> And I could see as we were circling the drain the whole time, and then all of a sudden when that guy called, it was like, flush. <laughs> so we are uh, we are very happy for all the fathers out there. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, you going to fish any? I uh, think I may get a trip in hopefully this weekend. Good for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to maybe even go fish a little bit. Awesome. Be a nice Father's Day treat. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to those uh, that have been watching us on Facebook Live. I had a good interaction with you guys this week. And uh, look forward to Rob. We'll see you next week talking a little bit of three-gun action. Mm -hmm. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.